What is going on? My name is Taylor, and this podcast is called Who Knows, a podcast that works to answer the simply complicated questions of life and promote a life of self-love, mental health, and creating your own normal. Don't worry, we are just as lost as you are. Hey everyone, I hope all is well on your end, and if not, I hope that you're taking care of yourself and giving yourself a little extra love when you need it. I'm starting this episode off a little differently than I normally would. I hope that's okay. The following is something that I wrote and I want to read to you all because if I just try to talk about it, I don't think I would do it justice. The date that I'm recording this is October 25th. On October 24th, yesterday, I got a call that my grandmother had died. I was a little in shock because it really happened so suddenly. She lives in Ohio and the last time I saw her, we had breakfast here in Greensboro. That was a few months ago. She was as happy and as strong as she always is, and to hear that she had gone so quickly and unexpectedly was really hard for me. This woman made the life that I have now possible. She sent me to summer camp, a place that literally shaped who I am as a human being, and gave me friends like the one that I get to talk to in this very episode. So I guess that you could say that without my grandma, this episode wouldn't have happened. She also helped with my tuition for undergrad when we needed it, and was there for me and my mom in many of our times of need. She always had a smile on her face and a kind thing to say, one of many things that I admired about her personality. I have always been afraid of death. It scares me more than anything. But she was never afraid. I would ask her about it all the time. How do you deal with death? How do you feel when someone dies? And she always told me there was never any fear. A little sadness, but always knowing that that person had moved on. And that was okay. I'm feeling feelings of confusion, regret, and sadness. Why didn't I visit her more? Why didn't I call her more? Where is the switch to turn back time so that I can just talk to her for a second? I feel like I'm grappling to find a way to talk to her again, knowing in the back of my mind that that's not how life works. But I can't stop thinking about it. I have always and will continue to wish and hope that I grow to have the same courage and strength that she had. And I will always remember her smile and her laugh. She was indescribably awesome. I could literally go on for hours about memories I have with her and things that she taught me. If you've gotten this far, thank you. And if you wouldn't mind, I would love to dedicate this episode to her. Thank you for listening. So this episode is one that I'm super excited about for a particular reason. This is our first returning guest besides Maria, who's been on a few episodes. (laughs) But this week I hung out with Marissa Blossom. Marissa Blossom, who you may remember from season two, episode four about friendship, is not only an amazing friend, but is also a talented artist. She's been drawing and painting for as long as I've known her, about 14 years or so. And she's now making a career out of it, which is amazing. She's native to New Jersey, but she's currently at Principia College in Illinois as a postgraduate teaching intern. 
While she's there, not only is she passing on all of her knowledge to other students at her alma mater, she actually went to Principia for school, but she's continuing to create amazing work of her own, which she shows me and is on her Instagram. Gotta look at her Instagram. I cannot, I'm going to say that a lot in this episode because it's her work is just so good. Marissa and I talked about her journey as an artist, the fears and confusions that can come with post-grad life, and the importance of art and creativity as a whole, things that I am super, super passionate about as a human being. She's super passionate about it. This episode is a super chill one, and I love when the tone of a conversation matches the subject of the conversation because her art is just, it's so organic and it's inspired by nature. Her work is just absolutely beautiful. So get ready for a super cool conversation. Maybe make yourself a warm cup of tea and grab a fuzzy blanket if you can. Here's Marissa Blossom and I talking about creativity, career, and clouds. She loves clouds. So, who is Marissa Blossom? How would you answer that question? Marissa Blossom is this lady who really loves clouds and really likes to connect with people and is just trying to figure out life in a creative way. I feel like that's a pretty good, concise answer. Also, can you just please tell everybody about the the cloud club that you're in? Because that's my favorite fact about (laughs) you ever. (laughs) Yeah, so there's this thing called the Cloud Appreciation Society, and I found out about it, and then I immediately joined it, because why not? Um, It's really awesome. If you're a member, you can get, like, a cloud a day emails where they send like a different cloud every day. They have all this information on their website that anyone can access. They have clouds in art, clouds in writing, cloud news, and they have like cloud sky like trips where you can go and like see the northern lights or like go and like have all these like talks about clouds and stuff, which is like so cool. Like actual, I mean, they have like scientists come, they have artists come and it's just like really cool. It's just about appreciating clouds. And that is one of those moments where you're like, yes, you can find anything on the internet if you look <laughs> hard enough. Yeah. And it was actually cool because I found it in a book, but then I found oh, it. Oh, oh, wow. After that's that and that's also crazy because it feels like everything is on the internet now, but you found it in a book. <laughs> <laughs> yep. That's, I honestly, I feel like knowing you, the fact that you found that in a book is very you. And I feel like this comes out in your art too. And I'm definitely going to link all your stuff in the show notes so that people can see all of it so that this description makes sense. But a lot (laughs) of your work just has a natural feeling about it. There is something that comes through in your art that's very natural in a way. I mean, it sounds weird to say that like finding something in a book exudes more something that's more natural. But if you really think about it, a lot of what we do today is based in technology. And I feel like one of the things that like visual art and being a visual artist has about it is that it's rooted in where art started. You know, a lot of the stuff is Photoshop, there's InDesign, there's all of those like digital mediums that are also fantastic, but there is something classical about regular, regular, I don't know what (laughs) word to use, but like, you know, yeah, fine art. I guess that's what you that that is probably the word for. It. <laughs> <laughs> I'm acting like I never took any drawing and painting class that I did. It was just a long time ago. But I mean, I know 
from back when we were at summer camp together, like some of your early work was like on <laughs> jeans and stuff like that. And like, you know, yeah. you've always been, you've always drawn ever since I've known you. And so like, when, when did all of this start? How did you get into art initially? Well, like you said, I mean, I've kind of been drawing and painting forever. I know my parents were just really encouraging when I was young. My mom was like, she would like take some art classes and stuff. And so, she, you know, when we were like just kids, we would, she would have like paint and canvas for us and like we would just paint and draw. So it kind of started there. And then through like elementary school, I took like pottery classes and then I went to camp. I would do arts and crafts and, and I was constantly like doodling in school. I took notes really well, but like I would always like doodle too. Yeah. I don't know. It's just been kind of like a lifelong thing. And then I only took like one art class in high school. But then when I got to college, I was like, hmm, like, what am I going to major in? And it was kind of like the thing that I enjoy the most is art. The thing that I feel like I could do the best out of all the other stuff was art. And also, I really don't like academic writing. So I was thinking maybe there's less of that in an art major, <laughs> <laughs> which is kind of like a dumb reason to like be an art major because you do have to write and know how to do that stuff. But <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so that was one thing. And, um, and then I guess really starting to think of myself as an artist more, I guess, started happening during college. Yeah, that, I mean, that's, I applaud you for being like, I don't like writing, so <laughs> screw that. Honestly, that was what it was with doing my thesis. I was like, I've been doing art, and now you want me to write this giant paper? Well, I didn't sign up for this. <laughs> I don't think it's wrong to run in the other direction of that. But also, you were you're good at it, and I think it's also great that you're that you were encouraged at a young age, and like that your mom had that stuff for you available, and that like you were able to like pursue that, no questions asked. And so after college, did you immediately know? I'm going to do this as a career or was there a hesitation there? How did that mm. manifest? Yeah. So after college, I was like, oh God, I need a job right now. <laughs> so I spent most of the summer after college looking for jobs online. I was looking for jobs that had something to do with art that I was qualified for, which was literally nothing. <laughs> um, and then a Another job kind of ended up falling into my lap, just like a clerk kind of job in an office, which was great, uh, which led to another more like full-time job. I, I was just going to do that temporarily while I like tried to figure out what I could do mm -hmm. that was related to art. But I was very conscious of the fact that I had the school loans to pay off, which was a lot. So I, you know, continued doing that job, tried to kind of like paint on the side and just like figure out what I was doing but it was kind of like this headspace of being just freaked out all the time about what I was gonna do yeah but I knew I wanted to do something with art and then that job led to a full-time gardening job for a couple of years and then that led to a receptionist job like I, I kind of like went back and forth between like different jobs but over the years since college it's kind of grown the year after I graduated I started making greeting cards out of my horrible watercolors from freshman year from college <laughs> I just, like I had them in a drawer and I like took them out and I like started cutting them up and then like drawing on them and I made some different designs of cards and I was like oh maybe I can just make cards and <laughs> I started like an Etsy shop and I did that for a few years I mean it's still there but it's not really active right now because I'm not focused on that so I did that for a while and then I started you know painting more, drawing more, exploring different things with, with art more. And 
it took a while to kind of get to the point where I was like, let's sign up for a street fair that's going to happen in my hometown and like sell my cards there and, you know, figuring out all that stuff. It was like doing this card thing. And then I got to the point where I was like, I kind of don't want to do like the card thing. I want to like paint and make bigger stuff. And so I was doing the cards. I was doing these tiny little paintings and it, it just kept growing. So I got to the point like probably last year, I think, where I was like, I'm gonna try to do this full time, which is kind of crazy. And I should add that I do live at home still. So it's not like, yeah, like I don't know. So I started for like a couple months. I was like doing just doing art. And then I had a show to prepare for and stuff. But I also I was like, I'm not gonna have any other job. And I was like, quickly was like, that's very impractical. <laughs> so I got a job in an art supply store, which has been like the best thing ever. Like I loved, loved and love working there when I go back. So I'm working on it and uh, trying to figure out where I want to go with it. Because what I know is that I want to do something that like helps people. I want to do something that connects people. I want to, but I also want to just be making the art that is most genuinely just is what's coming out of me. So it's kind of like this interesting thing I'm trying to figure out and I'm trying to figure out like if I want to go to grad school or if I don't. I'm kind of thinking about doing like artist residencies and stuff after this. Yeah. Yeah. And so and where are you at right now? What's happening in your career like at this moment? Like now? Right now I am actually an intern at Principia College in the art department. Um it's this thing called the postgraduate teaching intern. So I'm just for the year, the school year, I am working in the art department and helping out in a few different classes and just kind of, I'm here, I'm like doing that for like 20 hours a week. I'm working in the gallery here for 10 hours a week and then I'm doing my art the rest of the time. So it's kind of like a really good space for me to be able to help students with what I've learned since graduating, like kind of just be like an extra little like helper or guidance or whatever but also for me to work on and have space and time to work on my own stuff, which is has been really, really amazing. Yeah. For me, it feels like it's hard to talk about a career in art without talking about the things that are difficult about it. And I say that because in your through line post-graduation, you know, you're saying like, I had this job because I needed to do this so that I could pay bills or pay off my student loans while I work on my art. What emotions do you have about the idea that art always has to take a back seat because of the fact that you need to be focusing on making money because of the fact that as we all know art doesn't pay the way that we all hope that it would does that is that ever something that you think about Yes. It's interesting because I think that art can pay. You know, I follow some people on Instagram who are really good at marketing. They have a product, but it's still art. They know how to do that and they work really hard at it. There's this thing where it's like, oh, like you can't really make money doing art. You can't make a living, blah, blah, blah. But I think, I think you can, you just have to decide that you're going to work really hard on like the marketing side of it and the all of that and like figuring out your brand all that stuff so I think it's kind of this decision I feel it's interesting because I'm still trying to figure out do I want to make art like make a living doing art 
Or do I want to make sure that art is my main focus and put priority on that, but be okay doing other things to make money? Right. So it's kind of interesting because I think I'm getting to the point where I'm like, well, <laughs> actually I watched this uh, documentary about this artist named Mel Leipzig, and he actually is, he lives in Trenton and shops at the art store that I work at. And in it, he says this thing about like the starving artist or whatever he's like oh no he's like I've never met a starving artist it's like ridiculous he's like you do what you have to do to make it work and you do your work and so I really liked that because I think there's this like constant narrative of like you can't make money and be an artist blah 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 blah. I guess it's kind of like you can but it's just not really in the same way that you can with other things it's just kind of like different for everyone I feel like I'm just starting to get to the point of being like, if I want to focus on the like richness and creativity in my life, it's okay that that can take form in different ways. It doesn't just literally have to be me like painting all the time. And I think I can get to the point maybe where I figure out how to have the space and time to paint as much as I feel like I need to. So I feel like I'm taking steps in that direction. But I think part of it is people don't really give enough space for that to kind of develop yeah yeah it does feel like a lot of the time the way that things are now that everything is fast and digital like we were talking about before I can even admit to the fact that sometimes with the work that I do I'm like okay like why isn't this happening what's happening how am I not making money this and this and that I'm like very focused on the fact that the money is not coming the way that you thought that it would be Mm -hmm. and so I like what you're saying about how there is no starving artist and that whole concept because if I really think about it I've done a lot of this same where I've done this podcast or whatever it is that I wanted to do however I could do it you know however I made it happen and I think that that mindset is that kind of positivity in that way can be really powerful because even the the fact that there's the trope of the starving artist there are a lot of people who have you ever had somebody ask you about your backup plan that's another trope of what's your backup plan that ever (laughs) happened to you not really It's like funny because I know that I have the privilege of living at home. Like I do pay rent, but it's like very, it's like a joke. I could not live where I live in New Jersey right now at all. (laughs) I just couldn't. So I know I have that privilege and I've had like a lot of opportunities and stuff. (laughs) I guess it's just still, this is not the question you ask, (laughs) but it's still just like, comes down to like doing the work I guess no matter what situation you're in anyone can do the work that it takes to do what they want to do I guess and so has keeping has keeping that momentum been a challenge for you I'm sort of saying all the things that from my perspective I feel like would be challenging about being an artist, but I'm actually talking to an artist. So how about you tell me what are, what are some of the challenges that come with having a career as an artist? There are a lot. Uh, I think it's a lot of the same things that come with just being a human, (laughs) like being motivated, being self-motivated. That's kind of like, you have to do that if you're just kind of being your own boss or whatever, doing your art stuff, feeling like you're pointless things like that, just all the the negative stuff that can come with just being a human. But also, I feel like with being an artist, you're constantly like being critical of your work and yourself and your thoughts and all this stuff. And so that can kind of be a challenge. But also in terms of the business side of it, just like 
so many things like pricing, marketing, balancing, actually doing your artwork with the behind the scenes things, all the the marketing and, and stuff like that. That can be really challenging. And then also finding direction and finding a community can be kind of an interesting challenge too. Yeah, it's a I just went to uh, a festival recently about podcasting and one of the things that I took away from that was the idea of acting as a business while you're doing your work and it is hard because you're like ah how do I like how do I deal with all this when I really just want to be like creating the thing that I'm doing but again yeah. that, there's it's that idea of making it happen and doing what you need to do and yeah, yeah it can be challenging to balance that I'm sure because yeah. I feel that a lot with doing the podcast yeah and I've been really surprised with like looking back kind of how far I've come with that by just being like well I can either sit here and like whine about how I don't want to do it or I can just mm -hmm. like do it like just yeah. take a step towards doing it god you're way more I I, I, I find myself whining a lot because well, it does it feels it feels hard like it does feel really difficult yeah I mean I do I do like <laughs> it's hard so I'm like oh like I don't know you know, I don't know how to do this or what to do, blah, 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 blah. But then you get to this point where you're like, all right, I am the one who's in charge of me. So I need to like, if I'm going to move forward, I need to just move forward and like right. figure out what I need to do. And so right. it's kind of empowering to be like, I can do this. Yeah. So let's see what steps I need to take to do it. Yeah. And then those moments that you have where you actually like put the whining on the back burner and like do the thing <laughs> and you have successes from that. I feel like those moments can carry over into the next phase of whining <laughs> yes. and you're like wait a second remember that time that I like actually did the thing and it was good how about I yeah. try that again yeah but it is hard to pull yourself out of that whining pool that you can live in sometimes yeah. because it's like it feels like oh it's like so hard it's not about just like whining but it's like it just feels like a heavy burden yeah because there's nothing like it feels like there's nothing set up that's like, this is the direction that you go in. Like, exactly. You know, you yes. have, if you're like being creative, you're doing your own thing. So you have to make, make that structure for yourself and yeah. making the structure is just, it's hard because we're, because we've grown up like just going through this school system where everything is just like, here's the information. Here's what you yes. do. Take these tests, be an A right. student. And so being like, oh, I need to do some critical thinking and like, like college is great for that, but it's also still like afterwards you're like, oh, okay, yes, we really need to apply these things now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that, that phase after graduation of being like, and what the fuck is going on now is like really is real. And like, and what's crazy to me is that I felt that even post-graduate school. So like, hot tip, if you're planning on going to graduate school, you, Marissa, or anyone out there, <laughs> that like dread of like, what the hell is going on now happens again. And I was, I was so under the impression, I was like, I already did this. Like, I know what's up. Like, I know how to do my life. Lies. Lies and slander. I was like, all summer, I was like, uh, and now what's happening? <laughs> it was like really confusing. And I wanted to touch on also you mentioned previously about being pointless. What do you mean when you say that? Um, I guess figuring out that you have a voice and that it is worth something is 
an important thing to be like working towards, which I'm definitely working towards because you can kind of go down this spiral of being like, well, I'm just painting, like, I'm just painting clouds. I'm like, who cares? I'm like, what? This means nothing. And it's just like, there are things happening in the world that need addressing and all this stuff. And what am I doing to like help towards that and all this stuff? And with my art, I mean, yes, I'm, I try to do things like personally that, that help, but like with art, I'm like, it almost feels like sometimes if you're not making political art or something like that, then it's like pointless. Even though I feel like it's ridiculous because I don't find non-political art pointless. I find that it, it gives me inspiration, drive, like it it feeds me. So I think it's it's this weird like thing where you can kind of feel like, like, what is the point of me doing this? Or as a person, I mean, that just goes along with just being you know, figuring out identity and wholeness and all that stuff, because it can be really, really tricky sometimes. It's been a, an interesting journey kind of thing that will continue forever figuring that out, which I was going to say something that kind of ties to what you were talking about before, like feeling like things are going to get figured out after you had that next step or whatever. And I think I'm figuring out right now, or like within the past little bit that when I graduated from college, I was like, oh, like, I'm really freaked out that I don't know what's going to happen. And now I'm like, this is going to be part of my life forever. So I need to start being okay with the fact that I'm not going to know what's going on all the time and start to like train myself differently to think, okay, like, I don't know what's happening next, but I know, I know what I want, like at my core kind of, and, and I know which kind of direction I want to go or I know what directions I don't want to go and so I feel more like it's okay to just not know and I'm still trying I'm still getting there to be like it's okay not knowing because I know that that's like what life is is like facing this stuff constantly building up the ways that you know how to deal with it yeah that's really really good advice like I feel (laughs) like that's advice that I could take for myself right now and I like what you said also about how, you know, non-political art still has a place because that goes that kind of goes back to in episode two when Lauren talks about, you know, the pictures of her cats that she puts up and how that still, you know, serves a purpose in a different way. Mm -hmm. But it's still valid because people do need something aside from what's going on right now, even though what's going on right now obviously is very important and should be talked about as much as possible. But there's also there's a place for that non-political soul feeding consumption that we all kind of need to get through all of the crap yeah and I think that that is something that's like really important is that it feels like all these like different issues are like separate maybe or not or like it feels like they're all connected in some way of just like being horrible but like the world I feel like what the world needs is connection and like true like healing and being connected because all these issues just stem from like greed and like a lack of love and like ignorance where people aren't they're not engaging in true deep thinking and being being with each other and and being able to use our genuine authentic voices the way that we are like meant to I feel like encouraging and like fostering that is really important so I feel like 
even just the fact that you're doing art, doing whatever it is that you do in your way, if you do that in a way that is contributing to the healing of the world, then it is helping solve those issues in some way because you care. Yeah. I think that's beautiful. Honestly, <laughs> Like that's great. Yeah. And I can agree with a lot of that wholeheartedly. I mean, part of the reason why I do this podcast is because I feel like, like there is, there's a disconnect and there's like, mm -hmm. there's not, there's conversation that's not happening politically as well, but also like, you know, taking steps to, to bring us closer together as a society can help with the political and can help in a lot of ways because yeah people are not listening to each other the lack of love and like the lack of understanding and the ignorance is really difficult and I feel like things like art can begin a conversation in a way that sometimes just going at it from the bare bones of like what's happening so like socially you know it doesn't it doesn't sometimes it's hard to get to it in that way art can be a conversation starter art can be something that brings people together it is powerful to see how people can connect through creativity it sounds like hokey bs that like two artists are like and they kind of connect but I, but I do think it's real they like there's a reason that kids do art in school like there's a reason that that's a part of school and it's because like that stuff is real because it's I feel like it sets off like another part of the brain it all matters like it all matters yeah I just got excited because I was I was at this um creative process workshop last night there are these um two artists here Rob and Harriet Fraser. they're from the UK and they were doing this workshop and they were talking at one point about how in the UK they're starting the society and the government and stuff are starting to value artists more and they're actually starting to pair artists with like scientific teams like what? doing research and in some cases the artists are leading the research that is really cool right because it's like that's like the way that the world is going to change like because we all have this like way of doing things that we right. can like really help each other and like when we work together like that that's so that like made me really excited it kind of makes me feel like the first thing that I think of when you say that it's like wow there is room for everybody yeah like, there is like there's not one set of things or one type of human being that has value like yeah. everybody has value in their own way and like that can be hard sometimes especially as an artist because like you're saying like what like what is the point of these clouds or like what <laughs> am I even doing you know but that's amazing to hear that that's happening like yeah. that's awesome yeah so we've talked about a lot of really enriching things about like that can come from doing art and having careers as an artist. But I'm curious to know what are some of your favorite things about being an artist? I think one of the things that I really love is I feel like being an artist is this like avenue for me to figure out who I am constantly, I guess. It's, it's like this lens. It's a great lens to like look at the world through because it's like you're constantly taking in information, you're constantly curious about things, you're like following that curiosity and then kind of taking everything you you gather and kind of like putting it out into the world in this different kind of way. And so I really, I love that idea that it's just like, it's just a way of living and how it kind of, for me, it like makes me constantly confront my stuff. Like 
stuff I need to confront, which is also like, obviously, (laughs) you know, when you don't want to do that, it's kind of annoying because you're like, well, I need to do this. But I like that because it is constantly pushing me as a person to kind of like, just think through all that stuff and go through all that stuff. And being able to have something where I can get in the zone when I'm painting and really feel like all of this, all of like the stuff just kind of, it's, it's like there, but you kind of just break through it when you, when, like for me, like when I paint, I just break through it because I'm, because everything is trying to keep me from doing that. And so when I do it, it's like, it feels freeing and it feels like I'm getting in alignment kind of with my real self. So I really love that. (laughs) And just like being able to really figure out and follow my voice, just, it's very like freeing to kind of feel like I can just like follow what I'm curious about and do what interests me. And I don't know, I really, I like that. And just about like art in general, like the fact that, that you can like take thoughts and stuff and like make them visible and you can just like, you can have a blank piece of paper, but then you can like make it into something. It's like really, really cool. Like, whoa. (laughs) Um, No, I feel like all of that is really valuable. There's so many things that we've talked about here that show that art is something that can help mental health. Like, that's one of the things that I feel like, you know, the whole theme of who knows as a as a show is like about highlighting self-love and mental health and that kind of thing in, in everything that we do. And I feel, and maybe it's just because I am an artist myself, but I feel like art really highlights, it's an outlet that can also be part of healing and mental health. It is something that you can connect with people over, which is also part of mental health. And I just feel like that is so valuable. And that's one of my favorite things about art is how you're saying about confronting and about putting your thoughts into a visual. And I just, I'm like smiling here with stars in my eyes. I'm like, ah, oh, this is why like art is valuable. And this is why it's important. Cause it, again, like there are those days where it feels heavy to try to create and to be a creative, but these favorite things that you're talking about like kind of a reminding me why I do what I do. And (laughs) I think that that's why these conversations are great. Yeah. So what are some of your favorite things to make art with or to make art about? I ask this because I have been privileged enough to see some of your paper bag (laughs) paintings that I think are great. Do you want to explain that? Because it sounds like I'm saying that you're painting (laughs) pictures of paper bags. Yeah, so I am really interested in like using materials that I just already have or find or whatever. That came about very organically. Like I started doing a painting, drawing, whatever on a paper bag because I was was just there one day about to do a painting and I, I was doing it on this table where I don't normally do art, so I needed to cover it. And I found this really big white paper bag in the kitchen and and I was like, oh, I can use this to cover the table. So I like ripped it open. I covered the table. I put my like sketchbook on top of it and was like, hold on. (laughs) I think I would much rather just draw directly on this paper bag because that (laughs) seems really fun. So I started doing and I love going like big and just going bigger and bigger. So it just kind of busting out of the whole like sketchbook idea and having this, this like kind of like 
weirdly ripped paper bag to draw on was just like really freeing. And then so I started doing that more and, and also just using like scraps of clothes and stuff. Like I have these like cut off jeans for my dad that like he, my dad gave me these jeans and then I cut them. And uh, so I, I have the bottoms of the legs here and I cut them and made them into this like weird shape or whatever. And then I've been um, doing stuff on there and like playing around with like gessoing the, the surfaces first. And then I use oil pastel on them, um, which is really fun. It's just like, I feel sometimes just really kind of like constrained by that like rectangle of a paper or a canvas or whatever. <laughs> so actually for a while I've been doing things on unstretched canvas, just like nailed to the wall. Um, it just, is so freeing to me. And and I just like the idea of using, like not buying new materials, but just trying to like use whatever I can find. So that's kind of like also where that came from. But I just, I love the look of the like paper bags, any different ones I've used. It's just like fun. It's a different kind of like look, which I really love. Yeah. So I use those like weird things to paint on. That's like one of the, my favorite things, but then also just like oil pastels. I love oil pastels because <laughs> they're so colorful and they're like smushy to use like they're just <laughs> I love I love materials that are like really just tactile like you you want to like eat them they just like look so like tasty <laughs> like it just like makes me really excited and the colors are so bright and vibrant which I love so I love playing around with those but lately I've actually also been really enjoying well, I've been using acrylic. I love oil paint because it's like thick and beautiful and just wonderful. But it's also a lot of like cleanup and stuff like that. It's just like it's more kind of work, which I know that's like not a good excuse to not use it. But it's like I, <laughs> I've been using acrylic more just because I can kind of like when I want to just go paint, I, I don't have anything standing between me and painting. I'm just like, all right, I'm just going to squeeze this paint out and just do it. And so I've been having a lot of fun with playing around with acrylic, even just within the past couple of weeks, using it more like watercolor and just like blah, like on the canvas and letting it drip. And it's just, oh, like it's so, it feels kind of the same, like the same freedom as using the oil pastels and just, I like, just, I like big, blah, like feeling like I'm really moving the stuff out of me. Yeah. Can I just say that I feel like you are really good at talking about your art? I'm like, I'm, I'm like <laughs> looking at you at the, on the computer and I'm like, man, like this is, this is it. Like, this is like, you, you can just see the passion and hear it in your voice. And I think that that's fantastic. It's exciting. And it's kind of like, it's kind of fun to talk about because when you're like just in it and you're kind of like doing it, you don't necessarily have the chance to be like, wow, I really love this. Well, I guess I kind of do. I'm kind of like, yeah, these are so fun to use. <laughs> and I guess I do do that. But it's just kind of fun to talk about it because it's just like, it's just really exciting. Yeah. <laughs> so if somebody is pursuing art or, you know, sitting in their studio listening to this right now and hoping to one day get out there and do it, what is some advice that you would have for an aspiring artist? I think I would say, I have to think for a second. It's like, Remember that your art is coming from your unique voice. So I think to kind of feed yourself or your voice, do things that you're curious about. 
do like a lot of different things. Like if you, if you see like a flyer for some like talk, but it's, it's this like science talk, but you're interested in it, like go to that, get the nuggets out of that, that you like really care about, go to different things, meet different people. You'll start to realize there's like this thread through everything where you're connecting different things and kind of taking all that and putting it out in your own way. People say like stay true to like you and your voice and stuff and it's kind of hard because sometimes you're like what is my voice? Like what am I saying? Which I think about a lot. I feel that a lot. Like what am I doing? Who am I? All that stuff and it's like it's really Oh, yeah. Listen to some podcasts with Alex Cook in them because he's he's been talking about this. Like, like you find out who you are by doing what you love, like figuring out what you love and like what you love is like becomes like who you are. Um, That's his like kind of quote, <laughs> um, which I is really, really helpful because sometimes you feel like you have to be like a certain way or a certain thing or like I'm this kind of artist and like you don't have to get like stuck you can just keep following those little like curiosities and stuff so I would say that I would say just keep kind of like nurturing yourself and your curiosity and and then also talk to people like talk to other artists talk to like reach out (laughs) and ask people questions try to find people nearby who are also doing art and figure out kind of like a community. Just keep doing the work, like keep practicing. It can take different forms and it's, you don't have to like feel horrible if you like kind of don't do it for a while or something if you can't, but like just little things to keep that like thread going is really important because that's, that's been here the whole time for me and just having just trying to keep getting to like the core of you and staying in that place of like constantly figuring it out by doing you have to just keep doing it i guess that's like probably the best advice i could give is just just keep doing it and and something i love to do is watch documentaries i really love watching documentaries about different things but also like specifically about artists it's amazing how alone you can feel and then you can watch this video about some artist and they go through all of the same things and it's like I whenever I'm feeling like just kind of drained or even if I don't know that I'm feeling drained and I watch one of these documentaries I'm like oh my gosh it makes me want to paint the last like few times that I watched documentaries I like went into the studio and painted immediately because I was just like oh my gosh, I'm so excited. Like I can do it. Like it just, it really can just like bring you back to life. And and listening to podcasts, same kind of thing. Podcasts with artists, podcasts with, you know, anybody, different people um, can really just keep you kind of nurtured. At least for me, that's kind of like nurtured and go outside or whatever, do whatever you need to do to keep yourself breathing (laughs) like for me I gotta go on walks I've gotta go outside you know yeah hopefully this episode will make somebody want to go and do their thing it's making me want to go and do my (laughs) thank you so much for all of the stuff that you've that you've said because it's it's been so good and I'm so (laughs) thankful not only to have had this conversation with you but the fact that I've gotten to, you know, witness your growth as your friend in art. And I'm so excited for people to hear this and to get inspired. So <laughs> Yeah, I'm like 
I mean, thanks for having me because I love st- I love talking about this stuff and I love connecting with people. So I just want to be like, if you want to talk to me, just literally like send me a message. Just like talk to me if you hear this and you're like, oh yeah, or like whatever. I don't know. Yeah. Just like I love that because I want to like do like talk about this stuff and connect and talk about more stuff. So yeah, I will put all of your links in the show notes so that people can reach out to you if they want to. Awesome. Yeah. Am I alone? No, I don't think so. Thank you so much for listening. I hope that you got something out of this episode, whether it be some insight on the life of an artist or inspiration to create something. I know I am going to be painting again. I used to paint a lot when I was in school, and I kind of want to do that again just because Marissa talking about it is like gets you wanting to do stuff. And as always, we encourage you to have conversations like these with the people in your life. The more conversations like these we have, the less we feel so alone trying to figure out life and the closer we feel to those that we love. Learn about new things. Ask people about who they are and what they do. You may learn something new or get excited about something in a way that you never thought possible. I personally am so grateful to have Marissa in my life. She teaches me so many things And really, when we talk about anything, she offers all of these perspectives that I really never thought about. Um, And I think trying to see things in a new way is really important. Broadening your horizons on different subjects and just, you know, getting out of your own tunnel of thinking. I, I believe that that helps growth. So I'm so happy that you listened to this episode. If you want to stay up to date with episode releases or see cute pictures of cats, you can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at WhoKnowsPod. You're also on Facebook at Who Knows. We feature pets on our Instagram story every day we release a new episode. So if you want to send us a picture of your baby, your human baby or your pet baby, you know what I mean, fur baby. Uh, We love everyone. Send us a photo over on our Instagram and we'll feature your pet or your human baby. Maybe we should start accepting human babies too. Babies are kind of cute. I just really love animals. You can also visit our website at Who Knows Pod, and if you want to send us any questions, we can answer them on the show, or just tell us that you love us. I've gotten a couple emails recently of people saying that they love the show, and that makes me so happy. Like, I can't even tell you. So if you want to chat with us, send it to taylor at whoknowspod.com. The best way to support us is to leave a review on Apple Podcasts and tell your friends, tell everyone about the show. We're growing and it's happening, but we want to grow this community further and further, and we really need your help to do that. To support us even further, become a patron for as low as $1 a month for access to exclusive content and to help the show get better and better for all of you. This episode was hosted by me, Taylor Dankovich, edited and produced by Lynn Barbera. Our intro music is by Chris Williams, and our outro and transition music is by Tori Silver. Who knows who's out there, but I love you, and thanks for listening. As beautiful as being unobtainable, the mixture and the feeling of being more. But all I ever wanted was for someone to look me in the eyes and tell me that they need me. And tell.
hold on to something real. I'm going to start over. Let's start over. Lynn, we're starting over.